0: Welcome to the Ginghamsburg podcast. After today's message, take a second to download the Ginghamsburg app. It's the best way to find out about and engage with what's happening at Ginghamsburg. We hope the following message helps you activate your faith and take the next step in your journey with Jesus. It's been a real long year. And we're coming into the space Some of us in the room, some of us sitting on a couch in a living room, and God, there's just tears slowing down. Because we're looking for the real, tangible presence of the God of the universe to come into our very human lives. Chaos, confusion. God, some of what we've experienced is because of our own Dumb choices. Yet, God, it's a new year with all new chances. We're asking for your mercy and your grace. So meet us here again. God, you're here. God, you're present. Open our eyes and our hands and our minds and our whole bodies to the reality that, God, you've always been here. You've never forsaken us or abandoned us. Sometimes, God, it's just really hard to see you. So Holy Spirit, open us up. We surrender ourselves to you. We pray this and we claim this in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Friends, why don't we just uh, praise the Lord for a moment? Thank you, Ben, for ushering in and getting us ready. And I got to say, happy new year to y'all. It feels like a major accomplishment to actually make it to this new year right? I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm on the day-to-day-to-day plan, and every day is a good day. Can I get an amen? Yeah, every day is a great day. And so I am so excited about what God is going to do in this new day. Now, back in December, I found myself in Austin, Texas, I was invited by the Texas Methodist Foundation because I get myself invited to places and spaces. I don't know why. And uh, they asked me to come to, to uh, kind of an intimate group of people gathered together to talk about digital discipleship. Now, brothers and sisters, I am no digital discipleship expert, but they said they were going to pay my way. So I said, I will come. <laughs> right? And so I went, and what I experienced absolutely blew my mind. People inside and outside the church who were talking about things like the metaverse. That's where real-life people make real-life connections with other real-life people in this kind of digital world. And they talked about Web3, the next kind of iteration of the internet. Now, if you haven't heard of those things, don't beat yourself up. We're all new to this kind of thing. But the reality was, when I was there I experienced this like fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit and this reassurance from the Lord that Ginghamsburg, we are already on the right track. Do you realize that we have made real life connections with people in the digital world? I mean, it's been amazing to see what we've been able to do because of technology. Now I know some of us, when we think about technology, we get a little like fear and trembling, but look, when it comes to gathering together as a body of Christ, we're always going to have gatherings like this where we can high-five and hug, because I love to high-five and hug, right? Come on, I know some of you are just like, breathe the sigh of relief, right? It's not that the digital world is going to replace the physical world, but we can't ignore the fact that Jesus and God are doing a brand new thing. And King of sir, we are on the right track We've been leaning into this whole new digital world where Jesus's presence is real. The incarnation is real. We've also been like wrestling with what it looks like to have alternative gatherings. The home is the hub. We're always innovating and experimenting because we want to be where God is. Moved by the power of the Holy Spirit. Where God goes, we want to go. Can I get an amen? Yeah. Yeah. Where God goes, we wanna go. And sometimes that's terrifying and scary and we don't know what we're doing and we're experimenting and we, we try and we feel and we try and we feel and we try and we feel, but brothers and sisters, that's exactly how we learn. Is it not? Is this what Jesus is calling us to do? All new day, all new chances. is why I'm so excited about this brand new series, this health check series, because when I noticed Jesus in the New Testament, I realized Jesus doesn't have a lot of plans. His plans are pretty relaxed, but Jesus was a preparer. He was always preparing. And I believe Jesus is preparing us for something brand new. What is it that the Holy Spirit wants to prep in you today? What is God trying to speak into you today to say, you have something new that I'm calling you to do? Brothers and sisters, it's not just a piece of our life. It's our whole lives, a whole life health check. Now, I realize, you know, many of us, when we have the annual wellness check, we go and see a doctor who we barely know to talk about things we don't really want to talk about. And after we talk about those things we don't really want to talk about, we come back home and we decide we're not going to do the things the doctor said to do in the first place, right? The struggle is real. It is real. And yet, we know that we get one shot, and I'm not throwing away my shot, right? We get one shot in this life, and we want it to count. I believe in my heart of hearts that all y'all really want your life to have meaning and purpose. That is why you are here on January 2nd when the weather is not very nice, because you want a fresh start. You want to make your one life count in 2022. I want to hear you in here. Yeah. Those of you online, I know you're cheering with us. We want our one lives to count. And so what would it look like for you to have a deeper faith, for you to have a healthy relationship with food, for you to move a little more in your life? What would it look like for you to have focus in this season of uncertainty or friends that cheered you on all along the way? It's a new year, a new day, all new chances. Now, many times at the beginning of the year, we decide we're gonna pin out a couple of New Year's resolutions, but brothers and sisters, New Year's resolutions aren't exactly effective. In fact, while I was doing this, uh, writing for this message, I was doing some research and I came across the top 15 New Year's resolutions at health.com. I wonder if any of these sound familiar to you all. First, get in shape. Yeah. Lose weight? Enjoy life to the fullest. Spend less, save more. Spend more time with family and friends. Anyone hoping to get organized? (laughs) Learn something new, travel more, break your smartphone addiction. The struggle is real. (laughs) Eat more at home, drink less, stop smoking, reduce stress, get more sleep. And finally, my favorite, floss regularly. (laughs) Now, here's fu- the funny thing. I was talking about this last service, and a woman came up to me and said, "Pastor Rachel, that was number two on my list," because I was getting ready to make fun of it. Who puts flossing, flossing, on your New Year's resolution list? Apparently, lots of people because they don't want to get yelled at by their dentist, right? I mean, these are all good. Don't get me wrong. These, this is a great list. This is a great list. But what happens? We pin out a few New Year's resolutions. We get started some of us a few days, some of us a few weeks, maybe we make it to February and then, wah, wah, we're done. It's just what happens, we get comfortable, we go back to our old habits and hang-ups, and before we know it, we have broken those promises we made to ourselves at the beginning of the year. It's an endless cycle. But what if we didn't do that anymore? What if we did something completely different? Instead of resolutions, we committed ourselves to a healthy, Jesus-centered revolution. We began with saying, we need God's help. And we don't just wanna like make some promises to ourselves that we can't keep, no. Let's make some decisions about making healthy habits that will sustain us for the rest of our lives. Now, just like Dan Bracken said, we're going to use the Daniel Plan. Rick Warren's going to help us out. We're going to look at the themes from the Daniel Plan to really help us have a healthier 2022. So first things first. Faith. Say that word with me. Faith. How's your faith these days? Do you believe your faith is strong enough to sustain you through 2022? Are you kind of hanging on by a thread? Uh, Although, um... You know, my birthday is in December, and December birthdays have a baggage of their own. In 2020, I turned 40 years old. Now, 40-year-old, significant birthday, but in the middle of December 2020, you probably remember that it was, like, full of COVID. And so, even though Jesus basically trumps my birthday every year, December 19th, COVID that year felt like COVID stole my birthday. And so I was really wrestling that year with a lot of stuff, including this kind of spiritual wrestling and this feeling that, you know, what had got me to that place in my faith journey wasn't going to sustain me into the future. Now, don't get me wrong. It wasn't like I was having a crisis of faith. I just had the sense that God was inviting me into something deeper. But you know what? Deeper means change. And we don't always like to change. We like to hold on to those things that we know. And so there I was, wrestling with all of that, wondering what I should do. That's when I ran across a book by Richard Ward called Falling Forward. In it, he reassured me that my faith dirty, in the first half of my life is all good. It's good, it's really good, but it's probably not what's gonna sustain me in the second half of my life. He said this, the task of the second half of life is quite simply, to find the actual contents that this container was meant to hold and deliver. Whew, that's deep. Brothers and sisters, the second half of our life, we have this opportunity to just discover what God is asking us to do and be. Not with anxiety, because a lot of times we spend the first half of our life like trying to get there wherever there is. But what if the second half of our life we just like deeply leaned into being? and recognized where we are is exactly where God wants us to be. No anxiety, no trying to impress everybody around us, just allowing the God of the universe to flow in us and through us and to be content with who we are and whose we are. Doesn't that sound amazing? (laughs) Right? Not all this anxious human being stuff, but rather believing that we are beloved children of the living God. Now I can imagine that some of you might be wrestling with your faith as well. Maybe you feel this way, this holy discontentment. I remember in that season of my life, I was running one day and I just had this thought that came to me, you know, God, I don't know whether I'm falling or flying. I can't tell. I felt the prompting of the Holy Spirit say, Rachel, does it matter? Does it really matter? Because whether you're falling or flying, I'm still here. Oh. Sometimes we reject this like holy discontentment. It's not that life is bad. Anything in particular is really bad. But, but yeah, this holy discontentment, this wrestling is, what if we just leaned into that? Because when we lean into that holy discontentment, we actually begin to grow in our faith. Faith is not this blind thing that we say, I have faith and just ignore the, chaos going around us. No, faith is saying, God is with me even in the middle of the storm. God is with me even when things aren't great. God is with me when I have no idea what I'm supposed to be doing. Today, I'm inviting you to lean in, to lean into that holy discontentment and discover a whole new invitation from God to grow in your faith Hebrews chapter 11 says that without faith, it's impossible to please God. Proverbs sixteen nine reminds us that in their hearts, humans plan their course, right? Best laid plans, but the Lord establishes their steps. Sometimes when we move forward in the new year, we move forward without a plan. We move forward without a group of support. We move forward without ever asking God if we're doing what we should be doing because we're in a hurry, we wanna get there. But brothers and sisters, what if we took our cues from the recovery community? You know, I can't, God can, and I think I'll let God. Let me say that again. I can't, God can, and I think I'll let God. I believe we have the best intentions. But sometimes we just do what we don't want to do. Paul said it this way, I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do, but what I hate to do. Anybody else? Anybody else, right? Yeah. What if we just got honest with ourselves and admitted we were powerless? In the AA community, it says over alcohol, but food, technology, pornography, workaholism, negativity, insert your drug of choice so much so that our lives have become unmanageable. That first step in AA is always the hardest step. To admit that I need help, I need God's help. We need a God who is able. Say that with me, a God who is able. Change is challenging. It is hard even for those of us who really like to change. Change is a struggle. We need help. We need a power greater than ourselves to step up and step into our lives. Now, Paul, speaking of our human frailty, says it this way, 2 Corinthians 4:7. But we have this treasure in jars of clay. How many of you know that your bodies are jars of clay? Vulnerable human bodies. To show that this all surpassing power is from God and not from us, we are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed perplexed but not abandoned, struck down but not destroyed. Life can be challenging, change can be challenging, but we receive the power from God, the power of the Holy Spirit to experience transformation. So how do you, ex- how do you position yourself to receive from God? How do you position yourself every single day on the regular to receive f- from the Lord? Look, this doesn't happen by, like, osmosis. You know, you open your Bible app and suddenly you get this Holy Spirit download. It doesn't work that way. What are you doing every single day so that you can listen for the voice of God in your life? I mean, we've reignited this transformation journal. This is something we used to do, like, 15 years ago, And now we've reignited this entire team to put together a transformation journal. Now, maybe you're deeper in your Jesus journey and I believe you can use this tool to go deeper. If you are fresh to this Jesus journey, I think this tool is gonna help you. So if you're here in the room, you can get a hard copy. If you're with us online, go to ginghamsurg.org slash transformation journal and you can download a copy there. No excuses. Listen, pray, reflect. Some of you have like a favorite time of the day. You know, all those people who are morning people, you are the best people. I mean, all those people who are morning people. But there are some of you who your best time is at nighttime. So before you go to bed at night, you're gonna do this work. You're gonna reflect on the day. No matter what kind of person you are, make sure you have that quiet time with God. Some of you really need to establish a place, kitchen table, comfortable chair, maybe even light a candle. It's amazing. Sometimes when you light a candle, you create like holy space, no matter where you are. And just lighting that candle just gives you the sense that I'm on holy ground. Whatever it is, take that time every single day on the regular with God. But in this season, At the beginning of the year, we gotta go a little deeper than that. We need to set our intention. Dig a little deeper. Spend a little more time with Jesus. Now, I gotta be honest. I do not sit still well. I'm sure you're super shocked by that, but I do not sit still well. I like to be on the move all the time. It is hard for me to even watch a stinking movie, right? Like, who has two and a half hours to just sit down? It's ridiculous. And yet... I need time with God. Very early on as a pastor, I realized like I wasn't gonna like, sustain the pace of being a pastor if I didn't take some serious time with God. Half day, full day away, just being in silence and solitude with Jesus. It is not easy for me. I got a thousand things running through my head and yet it is so mission critical what would that look like for you to spend that ty- type of time with God? Just sitting down and listening for the voice of God in your life for a longer period of time. I mean, Jesus practiced this. Yes, he healed the sick. Yes, he raised the dead. Yes, he ate with some really shady characters that made the religious elitist crazy. And yet, Jesus spent intentional time with the Father. Times like Mark 1 35. Very early in the morning. See, Jesus was a morning person. Anyhow, very early in the morning. I'm not getting on you people who are not. I'm being so mean today. My goodness. While it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Jesus, God, in the flesh. When it got too busy, when life was overwhelming, When he needed to be filled up, he went away to a solitary place and he prayed. Simon and his companions went to look for him and when they found him, they exclaimed, everybody's looking for you. Jesus, we need you right now. What do you think you're doing? Brothers and sisters, you're gonna have kids, you're gonna have spouses, you're gonna have friends, you're gonna have coworkers, you're gonna have everybody under the sun who is knocking at your door saying, we need you right now. But guess what? You need this time away. You need this time to weigh, to set priorities, to set your intention for the year, moving forward with your God priorities. Now we have a name here at Ginghamsburg for these God priorities. We call them rocks. Every year we talk about these rocks. It's not like you're losing your marbles, but these are rocks, right? What are rocks? Well, these are the God priorities. These are the most important things in your life that you put in your day first. Because what typically happens in our lives is we fill our lives with the minutia of life. Emails, text messages, TikTok. Oh my gosh, TikTok is so addictive, (laughs) right? You just keep scrolling and an hour and a half has gone by. It's amazing. We fill our lives with all this minutia, and then we say, oh yeah, 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 I've got that God priority, and we try to put it in and it just doesn't fit. But what if we made first things first? God priorities. Those things that really, really do matter in our lives. And we didn't pick five or even 15 New Year's resolutions, but we picked one or two that we're going to focus on for the next 90 days. Simple, realistic, things that need to change in our lives. And we made these our priority. Well, Pastor Rachel, how do I do that? I am so glad you asked. In order to establish our rocks, We gotta spend some, what I call, butt time with Jesus. I know it sounds weird, but you will not forget it, right? Where we sit down with Jesus in silence and solitude and we listen for the voice of God. We do that by first preparing ahead of time. Prepare in advance. You can't just get up one day and say, well, I'm gonna spend my butt time with Jesus and it's gonna happen because brother or sister, you gotta prepare in advance. How are you gonna spend half a day or a full day with God? Number two, select a place. Now, for some of you, that means like kicking out a roommate, telling your family, I'm going to use this space. Maybe go into a library, a corner, coffee shop, whatever it is, a solitary place where it can be you and God. Number three, create a technology-free zone. No emails, no cell phone, no TikTok, no social media, all of it. Just put it away. Not going to kill you for 24 hours. Number four, name your rocks. This is where you just simply say to the Lord, Jesus, help me. What is it that I really, truly need to focus on? Where do you have a lot of pain in your life? Maybe it's a relationship, maybe it's a practice, whatever it is that you need to really focus on. Remember, one or two for the next 90 days. We're not looking for the whole year. Next 90 days, one or two rocks. And this is the secret sauce. Integrate those rocks. Because if you just name the rocks and like set them on a shelf, they're just like pipe dreams. But you gotta integrate them into your calendar, into your daily, weekly, quarterly rhythm. What does it look like for you to integrate those rocks? For some of you, it's gonna mean you're gonna have to tell your family, look, I need this time with God and you're gonna have to get up a little bit earlier than everybody else because guess what? They're not gonna leave you alone. For some of you, it means getting a counselor for others of you you need a gym membership some of you need to take whole life health on wednesday night whatever it is you focus on you what is god telling you not your neighbor not the person next to you not your spouse you what do you need to focus on for the next 90 days and then integrate that make that part of what you do Look, gingham family i don't want you to just survive 2022 I want you to thrive. I want you to get to December 31st, 2022, and say to yourself, it has been the most incredible year ever. Not because it was easy, not because there weren't storms, not because like things didn't go haywire, but because the Lord was with you and you were so integrated and you established God priorities and you lived out those priorities. I want you to thrive. This is a whole new year. Brand new chances. God's mercy is new every single day. We have grace. So brothers and sisters, receive that grace today. And today, I wanna to challenge you to pray a prayer of surrender with me. This is a prayer penned by one of our grandpas in the faith, John Wesley. It's called the Wesley Covenant Prayer, and it's a perfect prayer for us to pray at the beginning of the new year. And we're gonna be praying this prayer every single week. So let's open our hands and our hearts and let's pray this together. I am no longer my own, but yours. Put me to what you will, place me with whom you will. Put me to doing, put me to suffering. Let me be put to work for you or set aside for you, Praise for you or criticized for you. Let me be full, let me be empty. Let me have all things, let me have nothing. I freely and fully surrender all things to your glory and service. And now, O wonderful and holy God, creator, redeemer, and sustainer, you are mine and I am yours, so be it. And the covenant which I have made on earth, let it also be made in heaven, amen. Brothers and sisters, happy new year. I hope you enjoyed today's message. I've got two invitations for you before you go. First, subscribe to our podcast so it shows up in your feed every week. And if today's message inspired you and you'd like more people to hear it, you can give a financial gift through the Ginghamsburg app or online at ginghamsburg.org.